Hysteria is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And right now, you can get 25% off your entire Books purchase. Here's why everyone likes the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, which I love. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Erin, I love my books. I love a flower that lasts forever, and my books arrangements really do last a full solid week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, I have some sitting on my kitchen table right now, mm-hmm. and they've been there for several days. And usually when I buy them at, like, the grocery store, they're sort of, like, starting to crap Fade. out pretty quickly. Yep. Not with books. They stick around. They look beautiful. I like how they kind of slowly open up and become even more beautiful as they sit on your, you know, wherever Absolutely, you Absolutely, because they're that fresh. So go to books.com and use promo code hysteria for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code hysteria. Books, promo code hysteria. Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco. I'm Grace Parjani. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Wherever you may be, Grace, it's our last episode of 2021. Despite this year, which has arguably been fucking worse than 2020, as if that's possible. Did you have any highlights from this year? Anything that was awesome? Anything you're looking forward to in 2022? Well, this was the uh, second wedding for me in uh, as many years, a pandemic bride twice. So that was that was fun. I, it sort of sounded like I said pandemic pride, which is not something I'm proud of, but I meant to say pandemic bride. So anyway, yes, I was a pandemic <laughs> bride two times over. That was delightful. Honeymoon in Greece was delightful. Um, but, you know, I spent a lot of time in my home and not seeing a lot of loved ones, which was not ideal. Um, but I'm very grateful for vaccines. Got my booster, so I'm very grateful for that. I am also boosted. Yes, thank God. I, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know what I'm looking forward to, Alyssa? I'll tell you what. This. What? I'm looking forward to discovering something for myself in 2022 that isn't productive, that isn't like leading to something, that isn't like a, a hobby that I could maybe turn into something that I sell or work or something that's gonna like make my abs pop or whatever. I just wanna do something that's like actively a waste of time and feel good about it. Okay, well that is like, that's a goal. That's for sure a goal. Like a craft, like a craft of some kind. You can craft, but I have to tell you something. We're all a little bit type A. It's like, I started I making jam. I'm like, it's just for me. And so the <laughs> thing I'm proud of is that this year I've made like 14, 1500 jars of jam by myself Alyssa. with my my fingers and my, my pots and my stoves. <laughs> And for 2022, I am hoping 2021 to me felt like the year where you always thought there was another shoe to drop and there always was. It's like just when you think it's going to be fine and something else happens. So I'm hoping just, I don't know, for fun. I can't say I had a lot of fun this year. So I'm hoping for some fun in 2022. But you know what's going to be fun? Tell me. I can't wait. Today's episode. Let's get to it. Today, I'm joined by Grace Parajani, Naomi Ekparagan, and Megan Gailey to answer the following questions. Are holiday movies getting more progressive? Is Fran Drescher the ultimate Christmas mom? What holiday movie can be defended in 60 seconds or less? All this and more coming up. Okay, guys, now for the show. I'm shaking in my stockings, and Caroline wrote that, so I had to say it. I am so excited for today's episode because not only are we talking about one of my favorite topics, Christmas movies. We have an all-star lineup today. Joining me and Grace. First, she's a stand-up. She's the podcast queen. She hosts I Love a Lifetime movie and Megan Fun of Sports. It's Megan Gailey. Woo! Oh, 
Part of the way. Wow, Grace, I have a list of hobbies I could give you that are leading nowhere. Um, <laughs> okay. I need them. I need them. I that's want them. mostly all I do. Are you a sports <laughs> fan? Because boy, is that a good waste you know, of time? See, sports is great. And now, though, I've got fantasy football, I've got survivor leagues. And so it's turned into something with stakes that means something. And I, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm looking for that thing that's meaningless. You oh know? my gosh. Cool wife alert. Mm. <laughs> uh listen you guys next she's back folks do you know what my christmas miracle is my christmas miracle is that naomi Paragon is here to talk christmas she's a stand-up she also hosts i love a lifetime movie with megan and hosts her own podcast with her fiance couples therapy and Her new half-hour special premieres on season three of The Stand-Ups on Netflix, December 29th. Naomi Ekparrigan, you know what I'm going to be doing on December 29th. Yes, Yes, honey. Y'all bitches too high-functioning. That's why I don't come through here, okay? (laughs) This one over here is like, I wish everything I did wasn't so productive. And then you over here, Anne of Green Gables with 1,500 jars of jam. And I ain't even gotten a jar. I haven't even gotten a jar. Oh, listen, but now you've been back, so you're going to get a jar. I've been using it. Oh, I had to come back to get a jar? Yes, you did. Y'all should have said that from the jump and I would have been back. I mean, (laughs) listen, but wait, here's the thing, Naomi. You're, I'm going to now obviously anticipate the drop of your stand-up special on Netflix. But here's the question. Yes. When I sit down to watch it, am I going to get Mr. Big dying in the first episode? Because (laughs) (laughs) that seemed to happen when I get excited for things. I know. I understand. It will, nothing can be that dark and that poorly executed. I promise you, I am bringing you my A game. I well, let me tell you, I will be having my super high octane eggnog and settling in. Oh, what's in it? A lot of stuff. It's mostly (laughs) it's like egg whites and booze. Yeah, right. Nice. And some fresh nutmeg. Breakfast of champions. Yeah. And I think you should curl up with a nice um, joint, too. I'm telling you, I'm going to try the joint and then the eggnog and see how I like you better, Naomi. Oh, (laughs) honey, I've tried both of those. I don't like myself better either way. (laughs) Now, Megan... As a, I like that you're trying to get everybody drunk and high, Megan. I, I guess because you can't be drunk and high. I'm Is that so it? jealous. Yeah, truly. <laughs> just I we just got back from our quote unquote baby moon, um, and I remember being not pregnant and being like, God, a baby moon looks terrible. And now, <laughs> now having been on one, I'm like, it's fun, but it is a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys. So in honor of Naomi and Megan's podcast, I Love a Lifetime Movie, today we're talking about holiday movies and more specifically, all of the wonderful, insane, problematic, magical, batshit holiday movie tropes because there are so many. As I mentioned last week, we all watched Lifetime's The Christmas Setup. Listeners, Mm -hmm. I hope you did too. First, we're going to get into that movie and then broaden the discussion to all Mm. the holiday movies. So let's get into it. All right. So guys, I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the plot of the Mm -hmm. Christmas setup. The Christmas setup follows the story of New York lawyer Hugo, who heads to Milwaukee with his best friend, Madeline, to spend the holidays with his brother, Aiden and his mom, Kate. Very important. Kate played by Fran Drescher. We'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. She's a fucking queen. Kate, who is also in charge of the local Christmas celebrations, ever the matchmaker, Kate arranges for Hugo to run into Patrick, Hugo's high school friend and secret crush, who has recently returned after a successful stint in Silicon Valley. Who doesn't have Mm. a successful stint in Mm, Silicon Valley, I Mm. guess? Absolutely. Relatable. As they enjoy the local holiday festivities together, Hugo and Patrick's attraction to each other is undeniable. And it looks as though Kate's Santa-style matchmaking is a success. But as Hugo receives word of a big promotion requiring a move to London, he must decide what is most important to him. In the end, guess what? He chooses love because ain't that the Christmas spirit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Grace? I'm turning to you first. What were your initial thoughts about this movie? I'll be honest. 
This is the first Lifetime holiday movie I've ever seen. What wow. the fuck? I know. And Shit, I think it girl. was a doozy. I think it was a doozy. I think it was really good. It gave me all the things that I wanted. It gave mm-hmm. me a best friend who didn't have a personality outside of the best friend. Uh-huh. It gave me it gave me a, a promotion that meant everything to yes. the main character. It gave me a lot of hatred for New York City. A lot of yes. hatred for New York City. Mm-hmm. It gave me the sense that Milwaukee was a small town when the population <laughs> is 600,000 people. <laughs> that was that was engaging to me. Um, I really enjoyed it. I absolutely teared up. I think the biggest takeaway, of course, is Queen Fran Drescher, sag after president, who, <laughs> who sends us emails and also stars in Lifetime movies as the mom that we all wish we, we had. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Naomi. Well, okay, fun please, fact. Please, please. Hugo and Patrick are played by real life husbands. Yes. Ben Lewis and Blake Lee. Oh okay. My oh my yes. God. Yes. Yes. That's the layer that you could not not bring to the table. I felt the chemistry was electric. Thank God. Can you imagine being married to someone and then people being like, I don't buy it? Um, so thank God, electric. Um, what I also really enjoyed was, I think for this, for me, the best part about this movie is the traveling through time a hundred years earlier where there was oh. also gay lovers. Two men yes. on a tra- in a train station secretly in love. Um, Megan and I have talked about writing that film, that <laughs> prequel to the Christmas setup 1901 yes. style. Um, and, you know, it really told us what matters most of all. In that movie, every single person ends in a relationship. Every and single. If, Every single person. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it is the whole point is, you know, Christmas is nothing unless someone loves you. Mm -hmm. And that's such an important message to send to people as they struggle during the dark holidays. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's giving gay love. It's giving interracial love. Yes. Um, It's giving Fran Drescher and Frank, you know, will they, won't they? Yes. We're getting a deep New York accent in Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> we're finding out that Milwaukee has a flourishing LGBTQ plus um, community. Sure. Yeah. And Naomi and I first watched this movie in June, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. because Lifetime was doing like a Christmas in July. And so we had to watch it a bit before that and got to interview Fran and <gasps> the two gentlemen that played Patrick and Hugo. And they are so lovely. And and all of these movies are filmed like in the summertime. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Right. you're you, you it's it fully transports you. You it it's it's timeless. Even though we watched it in June, it was probably filmed in May. You're like I'm in Milwaukee, and it's December twenty second. And is there a place I'd rather be? Maybe, but um, <laughs> when when you're seeing it, you go ah this train station. Well, yeah, the historical elements. Uh, it's just a really feel good and. I know you mentioned that these movies tend to be problematic and this one sort of bucks that trend. It does. Um, And, and Naomi and I contest on our podcast too. We don't really get it in this, but lifetime's also very a cab. So (laughs) we've got a lot of breaking of barriers on, on the lifetime network and specifically with this holiday film. What grace was the most ridiculous part of the movie to you? (laughs) Okay, so there's a there's a few options on the table. Um, I want to talk about the best friend and the fact that she has been spending all of her holidays in the Bahamas. (laughs) And for some reason decided this year she was not only going to just cancel on going to the Bahamas, but cancel without backup plans. Like she announces (laughs) this to Hugo and is just like, yeah, I just like I'm not going to go this year. And Hugo's like, do you have any other plans? She's like, not really. And he's like, I guess you could just come home with me. And she's like, "Okay, great. Thank you so much. I don't know who would choose Milwaukee over the Bahamas, but fine. So to me, the most ridiculous part is like, what is this best friend? Do I guess she's a teacher? Is that what she does? She's a teacher. She's a third grade teacher. But wait, doesn't she not go to the Bahamas because she's the only single person in her family? And she feels like a sad, lonely person when she's around all of them. Right. I feel like the whole reason you go to the Bahamas is so that you find somebody. Like oh, somebody, you know as, what I mean? As someone who's gone on single family trips to the Bahamas, you can find somebody. Okay. <laughs> I've found some gentlemen there. See, I have to say, like, I love my family so much. Obviously, I 
you know, live 30 minutes from them now. But I kind of found that part super relatable because when you're the when you're the lady who is almost 46 years old and you don't have kids, it mm, starts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it starts. Yeah. And you're the one who shows up. It's like, you know, are you just the cater waiter? You know, it's yeah. like- <laughs> and I'm I'm guessing they go to the Atlantis um, and they probably <laughs> didn't say that for branding reasons. And if you do have children in your party and you're dining at the Atlantis, you have to have dinner before like 6 p.m. And oh, so God. then what? you're you're me and I'm like three sheets to the wind and it's 545 and it's like, okay, well, I guess I got to go find a Houston Rockets player to make out with. Uh, and so it's just, I, yes, I agree, Alyssa, very relatable. Okay, very okay. relatable. Naomi, what did you think was the most ludicrous part of the movie? To really be that close to your mother. You know, <laughs> sure, the fact sure. that Hugo... First of all, okay, the one part relatable when he gets home and literally there's like a mile long to-do list and it's like you will not be sleeping during your vacation. I felt that was real. But the idea that you would choose to spend so much time hanging out with your mom and just your mom, I just felt like, I'm sorry, what Christmas are you having? Okay? (laughs) We all need time apart. Not a single person went into the bathroom to cry the entire film. (laughs) That's not real to me. That is not real for a holiday time. That or not one member, you know, took a walk outside either to smoke, either to smoke a cigarette or a joint. Like, (laughs) come on. They're too old for that. Absolutely. Do you think that if your Fran Drescher were your mother, though, that you'd want to be her best friend? I mean, is that really just the thing? Look, Fran is cool. Okay. We love we love Fran as an icon. However, too overbearing. I couldn't yep. take it. Yeah. I couldn't take it. And so I think it's like, yeah, you're probably fun to like have at a dinner party for two hours, but I couldn't have you telling me what to do with my time. Because yes, yes, she set everyone up in this movie and it happened to work out. But mm-hmm. let's think about all the years that things didn't work out, okay? <laughs> she doesn't bat 100. Fran's not batting 100. She just got lucky in the world of this motion picture. Also, can we point out, I would like to call everyone there is doing their own stunts because, <laughs> Megan, you said it, shot, it shoots in May. These movies are shooting in, like, August, okay? Mm-hmm. And I need you guys, these people are giving us cable knit. Mm-hmm. They're giving us wool. They're giving us peacoat realness. They're giving us scarves. In August in Vancouver. Okay. Mm. Stunts. Stunt stunt work. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I call it. Mm-hmm. That is, I think that the most painful part of the movie for me was towards the end when they're in the train station and everyone's writing their letter to Santa. And Patrick's like, I don't have to ask Santa for anything this year. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay. Wait, what does he have to ask for? Because I thought he would have said, I don't have to ask Santa for anything because I'm a 38-year-old man and this is pretty ridiculous. And a Silicon Valley, like, tycoon, right? Right. But no, it's that he found love with Hugo. Therefore, Uh he needs nothing. I also love that Patrick was just comfortably out in high school. um, And in my... I struggle to believe it just because like, I feel like Indianapolis and Milwaukee are similar. There were definitely guys who were out in high school, but they were, they were not like popular and cool. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, Oh my God, he was like prom King or whatever. And I'm like, this is, this is fictional. Um, (laughs) It is also, I think implied, tell me what you guys think about this implied that the military on leave older brother is absolutely QAnon, right? Or Well, I mean, I just, I just got the vibes that like the tension between him and Hugo was because he didn't necessarily, not that he's conservative. He's yeah. just conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Grace, yeah. I'm going to tell you, he, I imagine he is what your husband looks like <laughs> as a person I've never met. I just know he's like blonde. High and tight. And yeah, I imagine your yeah. husband is also like giving us kind of that like, yeah, high sure. and tight military chiseled jaw energy. Yeah. Sure. And then and absolutely. And then ends up with a small brown woman as a wife. And you're like, <laughs> yes. I didn't expect this, but like, just sure. like Aiden in the movie. Just like right. Aiden. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Megan, what are some of the biggest holiday 
tropes, holiday movie tropes in this movie? Um, so obviously the Christmas tree shopping. Obviously. And, and that is something that it's almost like apple orchards where they have mm-hmm. now almost had a rebirth because of social media. And you see people going and cutting down their own tree. Uh, men that that I'm like, I don't think you have a proper shoe for that. But they're out there. They're doing it. Um, definitely the caroling. I have said this mm-hmm. on the podcast. I come from a musical family. My dad has been Jesus in the play. And we have never caroled, ever. And they're car- everyone's caroling, apparently. Um just Naomi and I have learned that there have to be green or red. Everyone needs to be in green or red. There yes. must be lights or a Christmas tree in every single scene. There's just sort of like checklist things that if you if if you don't see a Christmas tree, you will forget that it's a movie about Christmas. And <laughs> so they really shove it down your throat in a way that I love. I thought the Northern Lights was kind of a fun oh, scientific that. ad. Loved that. <laughs> I had to Google Northern Lights because I didn't realize that's what they look like. And I'm a yeah. city gal who never really understands. <laughs> right. Like I heard about it, but never saw them. And it's like, that was that's authentic. That's what they look like. Well, and we definitely looked up if um you could see them in Milwaukee. And I think it was pushing it, but sure, sure. suspending some disbelief. Especially on Christmas Eve. One thing I agree, Megan, it's very odd that it just happens spontaneously with no rehearsal. But... To the point about them not having had any rehearsal, they actually sounded like they didn't have any rehearsal. There was no no three-part harmony. I was worried about that. I was worried Mm -hmm. I was going to hear some tenor and some alto and some bass, and that was going to be unrealistic for me. But the fact that they all just sang melody, I was like, okay, that I can buy. The Mm -hmm. other number one biggest, like, I don't, I tried to think of a holiday movie where this doesn't happen. Snow on Christmas. You guys, it's becoming so fantastical. I mean, I live in upstate New York and the past three Christmases, I think it's been over 55 degrees. (gasps) And so the more that it keeps snowing in these movies, the more I'm like, what a fantasy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Wouldn't wouldn't that be nice? Wait. Okay. Naomi. Yes. Naomi. Yes. (laughs) Fran Drescher. Yes. Is there anybody who could have played this role better? Oh, uh, other than myself. Let me think. <laughs> I, honestly, no. Honestly, she was perfection. From the moment you like hear her voice over the phone, you know, before you even see her, it's like, this is Fran. And also, because I will say this, she was so believable to me. Totally. Me, you know, and as as someone who is, she is a Jewish woman who loves Christmas IRL. So uh-huh. she was not uh, having to fake any of that. I really like it because I also fi- I often find that the parents in these things are like, they're always sweet, but they don't have much personality to me. Right. You know what I mean? The movies oh, yeah. tend to, they're serving whoever the, like, the young people in love are and like mom or dad, never both. Okay. Someone has to be deceased. Yeah. That's they're, a trope trope. Widow yeah, or someone- widower for sure. Someone, they're just there, there to like give knowing advice or be like, follow your heart. And I like that Fran was just like having fun, yelling at people. And she was insisting on this train station. She remember she said she even um, took part in a sit in. Yes. She's an activist. She's an activist. An activist. A, a, a young Elizabeth Warren on our hands. Um, That's- <laughs> she she almost they almost tiptoe into like, is she an angel of like, is, oh. like, has she oh, yeah. is the Christmas spirit being funneled through this Jewish woman? Interesting. Is she deceased and she appears as an otherworldly <laughs> figure or is her just to set people up her mm-hmm. carpenter dead husband giving her the spirit of Christmas? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I hope he's given her a little more too. you know, if he's that- coming as a spirit, I hope there's ghost sex. If you know what Do I mean. Do you think there's a world in which Fran Drescher looking because she's a smoke show? I mean, she is yeah. an attractive yeah. lady. Yeah. She kept it tight. Oh, my God, by any standards, but especially Milwaukee. I mean, yeah. would she really be single? Would she really be single? It, by choice, I think exactly, she would. by her own choice. She'd be like, okay. none of these guys are good enough for me. And, you know, I've got a... Yeah. She has a busy schedule. We saw Very that. Very busy. She doesn't Very have busy. time. And men at that age, they need you to be putting out their medications. They need, <laughs> you know, you got to set out their clothes for them. They need a lot of help. And Fran, she's like, I've been a caregiver. And so I don't need to do that again. 
As now, my mom, my mom says this. She's a single lady uh, in her in her 70s. She says, I'm not a nurse and I'm not a purse. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I feel like wow. that is Fran Drescher's wow. vibe in this Okay, Mama Para. I'm into that <laughs> whole energy. Now, Alyssa, yeah. I'm going to turn the tables on you because you yeah. know what I like to do. Do it. Now, talk to me about, you know, again, you as a as a farmer, you know, yes. as a farmer's wife. Yes. As I'm a Diane homesteader. Keaton and baby boom. Exactly. C.J. Um, Wyatt. Keep going. <laughs> How, you know, again, you're already, you're making jam year round. That's not even Christmas. What are some of the Christmas confections you're bringing to the table? You know what I mean? Ooh. As someone oh. who just knows their way around a spice and a pectin and it's, things of that nature. It's funny that you say that because, or that you ask that because uh, just this morning I finished my gingerbread angels and my gingerbread oh. stars. Wow. Okay. And I have to tell Christmas you. Christmas is a while away. It is. It's. But you know what? So this is the time of year when I start yeah. wrapping up the cookies in cute packages and delivering them oh. with jam to my neighbors. OK, Oh, with jam. With yes. Jam. You guys, I put them all in a box. I decorate them cutely and I drop them off oh. on people's doorsteps. And I also did my Christmas stolen, which my Oma used to be the one to make. And she passed away. I mean, it's about six years ago now, I think. And no one in my family was like interested in putting in the time because it's an, mm -hmm. it's a commitment especially if you make your candied fruit from scratch which I obviously oh, did naturally. so <laughs> you guys the stolen are wrapped and they are ripening so that the rum can infuse throughout sure uh, the gingerbread cookies and then I'm just waiting for the cat head cookie cutters uh, so <laughs> I can make my sugar cookies exactly oh and then that's that's up on deck for this week oh, I love so it. I love Naomi it. are you doing anything are you baking anything for your no, uh, to watch while asking. you oh. that's why I'm just asking what you're up to you know um I'm famously famously in a relationship with a Jewish man and <laughs> so Christmas is not really his time and it's been interesting because normally uh, in a pre-pandemic world, we would be in New York where right. I would get to have my touch of Christmas with family. We haven't done that the last two years. Last year was kind of like, what even, you know, what even is time or holidays? <laughs> but this year I did put up two stockings. Oh. His oh. is blue and silver. Nothing about it is Hanukkah except for those colors. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it, and it doesn't say Christmas on it. It's just a snowman. Oh, um, and so I did a little touch of that, and I'm going to see if I could put my dog in an outfit, but that's about as far as I'll probably go. Okay, so Naomi, you know, I am famously married to a Jewish man, and yes. let, let me just tell you that I have brought him along into the Christmas, into the Christmas you trimetry. Have. He's always wow. like, oh, you do it best. And I'm like, I bought you some ornaments. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you love the Beatles. Look what I got you. Beatles ornaments. Oh. Oh. I'll do anything to get him to just let me keep doing more. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, you're a part of this, too. Mm hmm. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Power up your life with superior brain and body nutrition products from IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are the perfect low-carb breakfast. Their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks replenish electrolytes. And their IQ Joe Mushroom Coffees will keep you focused all day long. Start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. All their products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. And today, Hysteria listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text HYSTERIA to 64000. One thing I love about IQ Bar is, first of all, right now it's really dry where I am. Oh, okay. It is hard for me to stay hydrated. I, mean, I just like, I, I'll just be going through my day and I'll be like, why am I so like... Parched. I'm parched. I'm in a bad mood. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And it's, ah, you got to drink some water. You got to stay hydrated. I really like their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks because it allows me to rehydrate myself at a time yeah. when I feel like the atmosphere is trying to take all my moisture away. Well, and sometimes you need more than just water. Sometimes you need more, more than just water. I also love IQ bars because I love a portable breakfast. I love a grab-and-go breakfast. No dishes. 
love something I can walk around holding and eating. I like something I can eat in my car without endangering the lives of me and every other motorist on the road. A breakfast burrito, <laughs> not not the safest thing to eat behind the wheel. IQ bar, go ahead and do it. Good for you. Great ingredients. Helps you stay focused and alert throughout the day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you don't have to dirty any dishes. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text Hysteria to 64000. Get your discount. Text Hysteria to 64000. That's H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. So guys, while I make my cookies and my stolen, I continue to watch all of my holiday movies. Mm -hmm. So moving on to other holiday movies. So our Christmas movie that we watched was a bit of a tiptoe into a more progressive era Mm -hmm. of Christmas movies, which are historically very hetero, very white, very specific, very bland, I guess, in terms Mm -hmm. of of casting. So Megan. Yes. Have holiday movies evolved at all in recent years? I think they have. And I don't necessarily think the execution of it has been great. Um, right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I I love the intent, but it's not, um, you know, Lifetime has the Little series, which stars Kelly Rowland. Which was great. I love that yeah. one. Um, we did one Miracle in Motor City we covered, which was, you know, so there, there's a ton of um, like black Christmas movies and LGBTQ plus Christmas movies. But then like, I remember that that lesbian Christmas movie last year. It was so and bad. It, it was right. so bad. And yeah. the thing is, it was like set in modern day. And I'm like, this actually feels anti-progressive because this man is running for mayor and his daughter can't be a lesbian. Dick Cheney's daughter's a lesbian. Like, what are we talking right. about? Like, we're past <laughs> this, I thought. And it, it honestly felt like it, they, they should have just been like, this is set in 1996. Um, and so that's what I mean with the execution hasn't been great. I haven't seen the the rebooted Home Alone yet because I honestly don't want to. No, um, not at all. No. no, not at all. So it's like I, I think instead of rebooting, I, and I don't know. I'm a I, I'm an Irish Catholic white woman. Don't let me make the movies. I know that, <laughs> but I don't know what you know. The um, Cristela one we saw that was Lifetime as well, and it's Holiday um, in Santa Fe. Holiday in Santa, Santa Fe. I can't is, wait to watch. Is that. about um, a Mexican family and the yeah. store that they own. So I there's that happening. Maybe I gotta you get know, CJ to write a Filipino Christmas movie. Oh, I would love I would love to see that. I would also <laughs> I'm so glad I can't wait to see Cristela's because yeah. I agree that Mexicans uh, cherish, revere, love, are inspired by Christmas. There's mm-hmm. so many ample opportunities within the Mexican Christmas tradition to have meet cutes, for example. Yeah. Posada, posada culture is all about visiting all the homes in the neighborhood. You like invite everybody into your home naturally. Ooh, so it's like, this is a, yes, speed <laughs> dating. <laughs> Very stressful, but also great ample opportunity to have a different drink in a different place and just meet your neighbors and possibly fall in love. I mean, excellent opportunity. Also the food. I mean, we're talking pozole. We're talking like these very rich, meaty, hot stews. And if you can't- <laughs> Okay, that fall- sounds really horny when you it said it. Like- rich, meaty, hot stews. I was gonna stew. say horny. It's- It's a very horny and very porny type of a soup. I mean, if you don't fall in love with some pozole, there's no hope for you. Wow. Well, Netflix also did just have, uh, it's out already, Single All the Way, which is their first gay Christmas movie, and interracial. It's with Michael Urie, and uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in it, and the cutest, cutest black man I ever done seen. And I said, okay, this is happening. I think what I want to see a little more of is 
but I say this about everything I watch, like, can we actually mix the races? Is that okay? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As opposed sure. to being like, that over there is for you. Right. And that is for you. So anytime we can kind of start to mix it up, have some fun, bring in, as you're saying, the specifics of different cultures. Let's not pretend that people don't come with their differences, but let's have fun with them. Let's sh- shake it up. Jazz okay, it up. well, now I'm like, maybe I need to write a movie about me going to Filipino Christmas because it is popping. Yes, Megan. And I, oh, I do a joke about this where it's like me, 75 Filipino people, and then two white husbands. And they <laughs> they always want to talk to me. And I'm like, get away from Like, it's like, I want to talk to the Filipino people. Yeah, and they're like, which, the yeah, yeah, they're like, which one's yours? I'm like, go. It's the one in the LeBrons. <laughs> Leave me alone. Okay. So holiday tropes in movies. My pet peeve. I'm going to go first because my pet peeves for real, for real. So my pet peeve is that every single woman starts out most of the. Okay. Not every single. Most of the time you have a single woman who starts out kind of cranky. Mm-hmm. Who, through the magic of Christmas, finds love and then becomes like a nice person. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like one of a real two, two good examples in one of my favorite movies. I mean, I can't I can't even believe I'm going to say anything negative about this movie because I love it so much. But in the family stone, uh, yeah. <laughs> both, yeah, yeah. both <laughs> Rachel McAdams, Amy and uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker are both not happy people at the beginning of the movie. And then they like, you know, Sarah Jessica switches partners and she ends up with his brother. And then Mm. Amy decides to open her heart to the EMT who (laughs) has been pining after her for like 20 years and brings her a point set on Christmas morning. And then suddenly everyone's like in love. And it's like, well, like, I feel like they could have been happy people and still been happy people without finding love in the middle. But I guess that's my big thing. It's like, why do we always have to make the single ladies mad until they find a man and it's a man who makes them happy at the end of the movie. So that is my pet peeve. Naomi, what about you? Well, I think mine is also very much in line with that being, why is it that the reason Usually the woman uh, has not found love is because of this pesky job. Of oh, always. <laughs> oh, always. all that work and all that office time. She can't <laughs> make it happen. I'm a workaholic. I'm a workaholic. It's like, honey, it's not a disease. It's doing <laughs> what you need to pay the bills. Okay. And it feels like love is supposed to be the 12 step program. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I can't stand that. It's like, you can have a job and meet a man. I've done it many a time. It's called mm-hmm. going to work hungover. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, Hollywood famously takes two, if not three weeks off. Like if, if any of yes. us wanted to email our agents or managers right now, they'd be like, see you in 2022. <laughs> so we, I don't know why we keep writing these movies that are like, we're working up until Christmas. It's like, none of us are. <laughs> You're right. I I would say one of my pet peeves is that um, I know you didn't ask me, but I'm just I, um, I was going to. It's, it's one of my pet peeves that Let I do flow. where I just keep talking um, <laughs> is that, that the villain, quote unquote, villain comes from outside of the family. No, that's not holiday. Mm, yes. That's not holiday. Yes. Let's have more villains that are just mother daughter relationships. Yes. OK, sisters in law are yes. always the villains. We don't Absolutely. need a Rasputin. All right. We no. do not need a burglar. We just need an aunt who drank too much. And that's a villain in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Grace. So my pet peeves, it's a bit different. It's a bit different, but I think okay. you guys will, will appreciate it. So one of the tropes of holiday movies, the consumption of hot cocoa. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, now I love me hot cocoa. Don't get me wrong. But ne'er is there a character in a holiday movie who says, no, no, sorry. I'm lactose intolerant. I couldn't possibly. <laughs> they all drink the cocoa like they can all just consume milk willy nilly. When we all know for a fact that that shit is going to give you the toots. Yes. For hours, if not days afterwards. You hours? Wouldn't. Days? I mean, Great. And, and they're in like regular clothes. No yes. one is just in sweats. Everyone's no. like yes, in a that's my problem. In a pant with a button. In yep. a turtleneck with a bra. No. Yeah. Layer. Layers in your house. I no, am letting my titties you. hang free at my mother-in-law's. Hello. <laughs> it's Wait, insane. You guys, yeah. but so why do we love them so much? Why do we love holiday movies? Naomi. Because nothing is simpler than poinsettias 
and kissing. It is like so like this the way you're saying, Alyssa, you're watching these as you're making your cookies, as you're tanning, you know, as you're <laughs> jarring various foods. It is like a beautiful soundtrack to existence because uh-huh. every now and then you're like focus on something. Then every time you look up, you're like, she's smiling and it's snowing. OK, <laughs> and then you just go back to whatever you're doing. It's a really just, I think, um, emotionally, it's a bomb. I agree. And I think sometimes it almost like helps get you in the spirit. Do you know what I mean? Like I've been it's like sometimes I have to see. And this is something that during the 90s and early 2000s, I felt was really lacking. They really kind of went like minimalist with the Christmas decorations. But in the past couple of years, I really feel that they have been just like these lush wonderlands of Christmas joy. You know, a light on every tree, like the every wreath is on every house, like the Santa is on the roof. And I really do find (laughs) that like. I'm not going to lie. When I watched the Christmas setup, I was like, you know what? Fuck, I don't have enough lights on my bushes. And I went out and put more (laughs) lights on my bushes. I was like, I can do. I did. I'm like, I can do better. And I put more lights on my trees because my husband's going to come home and it's going to be like we landed in that great neighborhood in Queens, you know, where it's just like everyone's (laughs) everyone's just competing. Nobody (laughs) in Christmas movies, this is why I love them, is concerned about taking down the decorations. It's somebody else's job. They don't have to worry about it. That's a good point. That's a good point. I love that. It's just, imagine if you could apply that to every facet of life where you could just do something and not have to worry about the consequences and never have to take things down or clean things up. You could just wear a sweater. Well, this is why you're too high functioning, Grace. A lot of us do that already. It's how I feel about watching cooking shows. I was like, I know Ina Garten and Reed Drummond have people who clean all those dishes up. Yes. Uh Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else that we love about holiday movies or is it just that they're a bomb like Naomi said? I think it's also a time of year where we're not really doing a lot, you know, like it's movie watching time. Um, And so you're soothing, you're hopefully off work and... And it's, you know, like people always are like, why don't we have stuffing year round? Well, that wouldn't be yes. good. Yes. Um, we need stuffing just sure? at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and yeah. we need holiday movies just at this time because it does help us get in the spirit. It signifies it's that time. And and it's a real touchstone for the time of year we had, especially after these last I was going to say two years, but it's really been six years, five Jesus. years, 10 years. Um, it's <laughs> maybe since 9-11. Um, you know, we just ever since 9-11, we've needed a holiday movie. <clears throat> I agree. And now that we have talked about what we like and don't like about holiday movies, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to play Defend Your Movie. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. housekeeping before we get back to the show. I want to remind you to check out this week's Pod Save America episode for a re-airing of Crooked's live stream, What a Year. This episode gives a proper send-off to 2021 and includes sketches, interactive audience games, holiday carols, and more from your favorite Crooked hosts, including yours truly, Aaron Ryan, Kieran Deal, and our producer, Caroline Reston. She's funny as fuck. What a year raised over $50,000 for Vote Save America's No Off Years Fund. Listen to What a Year on the Pod Save America feed wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Now, rather than getting petty, we're going to do a new segment that's a Fight Club petty hybrid. We're very creatively calling Defend That Movie. We'll give everybody 60 seconds, and Caroline is keeping time to name, defend, and make a plea to listeners why your favorite holiday movie is the best and definitive holiday movie. Here are the rules. There are no rules. There are also no stakes. This is just fun, and I'm just happy to be here with you assholes. Okay. (laughs) 
Up first, Megan Gailey, defend your movie. Okay, you have caught me at a very passionate time because last night I went to see Home Alone be accompanied by the LA Film Philharmonic oh at God. the Walt Disney Concert Hall. It was so incredible. I mean, they played into 20th Century Fox, like into the credits. I'm wearing my Home Alone shirt. I love all the Home Alone merch. The kids are so funny. I mean, I know watching a movie in a theater is thrilling. Do it in a concert hall. Uncle Frank is freaking Bill Burr. This man is hilarious. Um, <laughs> we've got families. The families do have inner fighting. Buzz and Kevin hate each other. The mom and dad are really realistic. Also, this thing people are always like, how did Peter McAllister pay for all of them to go to France? It's not him. It's the mom's brother who paid for everybody to go to France, okay? <laughs> and I think Peter upgraded Frank, his wife, and his wife, and Peter into first class. But um, you've got snow, you've got Winnetka, you've got rich people pretending they're not rich. I mean, it's just so beautiful. I love it. Time's up. All right. That was good. I never would have picked Home Alone as a movie, but like you've persuaded me a little bit. Wow. Wow. No, no. Megan, you did the Lord's work. CJ is also doing the Home Alone house Lego set. It must have (gasps) 10,000 pieces in it. That's what I want to do. It's in, it's really good. I did tweak my back in Hawaii, and so he's going to have to get me a stand to do my Legos on like a woman who lives in a retirement community. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Caroline, reset the timer. Grace Para, Jenny, go. Bridget Jones' Diary, my favorite movie of the holiday season, a couple reasons why. Okay, first of all, an amazing story, an amazing character. So much of it takes place during the holiday season, during New Year's Eve. The very first scene, she's singing karaoke to All By Myself, by herself, on the sofa. It's incredible. (laughs) But here's another reason, little known reason, that I personally love Bridget Jones' Diary. The introduction of the holiday turkey curry buffet, which is like Mm. a post-Thanksgiving, pre-Christmas specific holiday that I don't think gets enough justice. I mean, they created a whole damn holiday within the holiday holiday season with the turkey curry buffet. And I love it. I love Colin Firth in this movie. He wears his little reindeer sweater. I mean, is there anybody dreamier? No. Hugh Grant. Oh my God. Daniel Cleaver. He's so dreamy. Who wouldn't want to tap that? Like he gives you a little bit of affection and you're like, yes, I'm in. Uh, the 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 supportive friends. I mean, she's got amazing supportive friends who are there for her constantly. Uh, and, and also like fuck off when she's about to get laid by Colin Firth. It's great. That's great friendship there. Nothing better than the holiday season. Uh, Bridget Jones Diary, guys. It's my holiday season movie. And London. London is beautiful. And London. And they all wear Christmas jumpers. Yes. Yeah. They yes. do. Okay. All right. I'm up next. Guys, I'm going retro. My favorite holiday movie. And let me just say first that all very old movies are somewhat problematic. So, like, let me just stipulate that up front. <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. White Christmas. Okay. Mm, Irving okay, Berlin. Racial. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bing Crosby, Danny Kay. Here's the thing. They get together and know each other because they were in the war together and one saved the other's life. And so, of course, they end up getting together to form a song and dance duo that takes America by storm, only to find out that their beloved Colonel Waverly has left. He he led their platoon. He's now in Vermont, of course, because every Christmas movie should take place in Vermont. And he's in Vermont and they are there and he's his in. There's been no snow in Vermont. And so they get the whole company together to do a performance and they find love. The women are wearing glittery poinsettias at every turn. Uh, The dancing uh, is amazing. The singing is amazing. And my single best part at the end is when they've been waiting for snow. They get everybody from the platoon to come up. They celebrate Colonel Waverly. And at the very end, the snow comes and Bing Crosby dressed as Santa makes this movement with his hand and every time time, shut up and every time he raises his hand I get the chills and the snow is falling and everybody says Merry Christmas beautiful so anyway that's mine you can't and and was Bing was Bing good to women I mean there's there's like some no there's like some misogyny for sure and like they don't talk they talk to women about like they're a little bit stupid but I'm talking about but the we snow. Are. The snow comes. Mm. And that, it to me, yeah. is. And they have the best 
Christmas trees. Uh, it's my turn, Alyssa. All right, well, Naomi, you were not prepared, so I was giving you extra time. Oh, Naomi, you think I don't know now? You think I need a full four rounds? Listen, Naomi, I start that clock. Naomi, please. And you get an extra 30 seconds. A Christmas story. Are you <gasps> kidding me? What? This is a film that captures. The childhood longing, the desperate, Mabel, I'm having a conversation. <laughs> the childhood longing, the desperation, the darkness. It to me captures what it is to be a kid and be so desperate for something. And then discovering, look, it ain't that deep. You can't, whatever you want is not actually great. The bully is the <laughs> most evil child I've ever seen. Do you remember a child's tongue gets stuck Maybelline <laughs> to a to a frozen pole, and I thought he's not gonna have a tongue anymore. I felt like it captured the like nostalgia of Christmas, but also like the kind of like the darkness of it, the grotesqueness, the the extent to which we have these huge, huge expectations of Christmas that it can never ever meet. Okay, I saw that movie as a child, and I looked in the face of darkness, and I said, <laughs> "This is someone who also knows suicidal ideation." <laughs> This is a movie for me. I'm done. Time. <laughs> you guys, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> May we continue watching these somewhat problematic, but also sort of awesome movies that give us all the feels and all the lights and all the tinsel, which everyone who owns a cat or dog, careful, because tinsel tinsel can be deadly. I just like to flag that. Tinsel and poinsettias, people, put them out of reach. Uh, okay, thank you to Naomi Ekparrigan, Megan Gailey, and Grace Parajani. We will be off next week for the holiday break, but don't worry, if you're missing hysteria, what's better than a re-listen? Catch up on some of our favorite episodes and interviews with all of our amazing guests we have had in 2021 from Hillary Clinton to Cynthia Nixon and Dr. Heather Irabunda and Zero Fucks Senator Maisie Hirono and my pal, Monica Lewinsky. We'll link some of our favorite episodes in the show notes. We hope you have a happy and healthy holiday season. We'll see you in 2022. I'm from another planet. This nation is our Janet. But these girls got a fan it. Hysteria is a crooked media production. Caroline Reston is our producer. Our executive producer is me, Aaron Ryan. Alyssa Mastromonaco is our co-producer, and Brian Semmel is our associate producer. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis are the sound engineers, and our editor is Sarah Gibolaska and the folks at Chapter 4. Thank you to our digital team, Nar Melkonian, Mia Kelman, Milo Kim, and Matt DeGroote. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.